Do you like the Christmas presents in my background, by the way? What are they? I got, so these are for Mike's sisters and mom. Um, Yeah, I bought these really cute bags and they're all getting like, like it's kind of like self-carry stuff. Like they're all getting the same thing, but like different versions of the same thing. So I got like Himalayan soaps, um, lavender hand sanitizer sprays and individualized wine like cooler thingies like little the you know the stuff that keeps your wine cold but it's like a wine glass but it's portable it's a cold wine glass yeah and they all have like little phrases on them like you know mama needs her wine raising little monsters isn't easy and uh mike's mom's mike's mom's is my favorite it's uh don't piss off grandmasaurus or you'll get giraffe kicked that's horrible. I want that not to exist. <laughs> Wait. Oh, my God. And that reminds me. I tried to call you earlier. You didn't pick up the phone. Um, I heard a really good joke today. Do you want to hear it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Wait, I got to make sure I get it right. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to make sure rehearse? I get it right. Do you want me to leave and you can like rehearse it once and I come no, back? No, no. It's fine. Okay. When does a joke become a dad joke? I have like the answer I want, but I'm, I'm going to... I When? when it becomes a parent. I thought it was going to be like when they left or something. (laughs) And so like due to that, I unfortunately like am disappointed by the ending, but I don't not think it's funny. Okay. So you are the best person to tell jokes to. And here's the reason why I cannot tell you, I, I went down several different rabbit holes today in attempting to not do my own work, which is why I'm like super behind today. And one of those rabbit holes was sending this joke to every single person that I know. And the thing about telling a good joke that has like a call and response kind of situation is you get those assholes who try to actually guess it. You know what I mean? It like takes the fun out of it. Like if I say, you know, what makes a joke a dad joke? And they're like, oh, well, this. And I'm like, no, this, no. All right, fine, just tell me. And then they're always disappointed by the answer. It's like setting yourself up for failure. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Under Further Review. My name is Kata. That's Mike. Hi. You always cut out the hi. Why would I even say it anymore? Well, because you say it in like a weird, like cadence. I don't know. I sometimes cut it out. I don't always, I'm, you know what? It kind of like warms me that you notice. Yes, I listen to these episodes. (laughs) (laughs) I produce the podcast. I listen to them. Oh God. Um, Hi, Mike. (laughs) Hi. Do you want me to go hi or hi or mm? I can just make noises. I can make boop. You're really good at the noises. We're, we're a little delirious over here on both ends today, y'all. Uh, Mike has had a fucking day of the dog showing and the crazy. Mm. I am still recovering from last night's Bachelorette episode. It is Christmas Eve Eve that we are recording this. Um, so we hope you guys are having happy holidays. Those of you who celebrate Christmas, if you don't, that's cool. Hope you're having a great 
Wednesday, Thursday, whatever day it is that you end up listening to this podcast, but this is our obligatory holiday episode. And that means uh, with very few traditions left that we can partake in as far as this year is concerned, we are going to keep one particular tradition alive. And that is having my boyfriend, Mike Brown on to co-host this show with us. So Mike is joining us in a couple of minutes here from the other bedroom. <gasps> a marriage scandalous, am I right? Yeah. Oh, here he is. Hi, Mike. No, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> unmute your audio. Can you, How's that? Uh, How's that? That's hey. much better. Hey. That's much better. What's up? How's everybody doing? You know, just just hanging. <laughs> we're we're just celebrating this year. In all of its disastrous dumpster fire glory, we're we're happy you can make the time to join us. Thanks for having me. Happy uh, Happy Festivus and Merry Christmas to everybody. Okay, what the fuck is Festivus? Ah, uh, see, this is the problem I have with you. <gasps> you don't watch Seinfeld. I I don't like Seinfeld. I've been trying to draw you into Seinfeld. It's the number one show. It's a top show. It's a classic. You have to know the Seinfeld stuff. Is Festivus today specifically, or is it like a time period? What is Festivus? No, Festivus is a holiday created by George Costanza's crazy father. It's a made-up holiday. And they use it to get everybody together to air their grievances about each other. It's a holiday tradition. I see. So that would take like multiple days this year. <laughs> if you're talking about 2020, yeah, you might need a few weeks. Yeah, it's it it would not be easy. Um, well, we've got some fun games and stuff planned for you. I haven't mm-hmm. kept you at all for this, so I'm super excited. Um, but tomorrow we're going to Connecticut. Mike, you're hanging out at home for for Christmas. Oh yeah, is that soon? <laughs> it's coming up. Yeah. Oh. I thought you know you already sent me a gift. I oh, it's you. the 23rd. Oh, it's so soon. It's so soon. It's so soon. Oh. I've been listening to a lot of holiday music, burning a lot of like evergreen candles over here. I'm trying to stay spirited because it's funny. Everyone's talking about how their routines for the holidays are disrupted and it's not normal and whatever. And Mike and I have never celebrated the holidays in any normal sense whatsoever. We're usually working. So I'm, I've tried to create what I imagine most people's normal to be and like decorate the house and wrap gifts, which I usually just give in like a Barnes and Noble bag or like whatever. Um, but, but yeah, I think we've done a pretty good job. The house looks great, right? The house looks great. You've done a, a thousand percent more decorating than I've ever done. Yeah. So congratulations. It's, lit up, it's lit up like uh, something out of a movie. It looks good. It's called procrastination. Oh, to avoid work. Yeah. Well, then you've done a great job. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's exactly it. Um, I don't know where to start, Mike. I have a question. I have a question. It's important. All right. I want to know, and I sort of know the answer because I Googled it. Um, what are the requirements of being an NFL referee other than being condescending and wrong? Go. <laughs> <laughs> So for reference, for those of you who have not listened to this podcast ever, Michael is a NCAA football referee. I believe you're supposed to be uh, uh, nearsighted and not, nearsighted. <laughs> not and not wear your glasses. That's what it seems like. Oh, Google says here, 
that NFL referees need to have at least 10 years of officiating experience in football games. But here's the thing. I sit on my couch and officiate all the time. So, so, and they make $200,000 a year. Yeah. They make a lot of money. Uh, the real answer is you, yeah, if it's 10 years, I don't know what the requirement is. If it's 10 years, it's uh, five years of high school and five years of college because you can't get into college without five years of high school. So that's, oh. the, I guess that would be the fast track right there. If you're talking about real requirement. Yeah. Okay. Wait. So well, what makes the high school or college require a requirement? And like, how do you, so say you do five, uh, five years at a high school that meets the requirement for that high school to be that of for a referee to kind of go down that track. And then like, does a college have to then hire you? So you kind of have to like cross your fingers there and be like, please. Well, you, yeah, you wouldn't work for a college. You would work for an association and the association would have access to the college football games of several conferences. And then you would start working those games. Basically you would go through other officials to get on the field on a college field. Oh, so you, you, then- you join an association and you're like one big group of officials. And then the colleges that have football games come to the association and say, listen, here's all our games. We need officials. And that's how we start you'll get plugged game. in. Yeah. You get, you get moved around. You never do one school. You go one school to another school to another school. Hopefully you don't even see the same school twice in one year. Or I'll still hate you. Uh, no, maybe. Or they'll love you. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they might. It's true. You just try to, you try to avoid all those, those ill will feelings and let, you know, they, they, those can simmer year over year. Not that there really is that, but. I would like that job because I like um, stating my opinion and not letting anyone else have an opinion. <laughs> and so I feel like that's a job I would like. Cause I'd be like, it's that's... holding and everyone's like, it's not. And I went, I don't care. <laughs> well, that's the NFL. You're not the, fuck, you you're not the fucking referee. I'm the referee. The NFL Period. has, the NFL has so many rules. We don't, none, none of us understand them. I don't even think they understand them. No, they'll say something. I'll go. Oh, right. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But that's the beauty is that even when they're wrong, even when these these officials are wrong, they're right. Like there's no there's no there's no Taxi's backseats. I don't know why there's no Taxi's backseats rules in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. We had, we had we had that happen on Sunday, right, Kata? When I was very upset about a certain little spot. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It was it, that was that was a moment. How 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 you spot a ball short of a first down and then measure and it's sh- clearly short. You can see it on TV that hasn't made the line and the stick and they go ah first down anyway. It's close enough. No, that's not how this works. Oof. Michael, yeah. would it, do you think you'd be a good NFL official? Do I? Do you think you would be a good NFL official? I know Mike Rose already thinks he would be. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's so difficult to get to that level and to be a good official at anything. Um, I would like to think that I could do it, but it, it's 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 a lot of work. And those guys work their their butts off to get to where they are and to they really do do a great job. So I give them a lot of credit. Michael, um, if you don't want to talk about this, it's fine. I'll cut it out of the podcast. But I wanted to ask you about the coup that you organized this fall. In terms of the... <laughs> in terms of the and I say, I called it a coup and he knows exactly what I'm talking about. I was, I was only um, doing uh, my job. I was only doing my job for a certain group of people. And it was not a coup. But uh, uh, we did our we did our best. We did our best, and ultimately, I really didn't have anything to add. Although I was 
trying to help. So here's my understanding of the situation. High school football in the state of Connecticut gets called off because of COVID, right? And it seems, yeah, you didn't really organize the coup. It seems like the angry high school football moms organized the coup. Yeah. And in, in an effort to continue playing high school football in the wealthiest state of the union, in the wealthiest town, in the wealthiest state of the union, because football, we will die for football. And as someone who admittedly is tied very closely to the situation, your nephew is a senior and a starting quarterback, and it's a very important year and an exciting year. You wanted to help out. So you pulled together a group of officials who would officiate these unofficial games. Am I understanding that correctly? That was the, that was the goal and the intention, but in practicality, I did not do that. They actually, they asked me for help and then it turns out they didn't need it. So <clears throat> I, of course, my motivations were clear. And I always said that to everybody I talked to, I have a vested interest in this beyond just officiating high school football, but they did not need me. They survived on their own. They circumvented the system. They found other people to fill the holes. So they did a great job. The whole, that whole league did a great job. I was very proud of them. Well, and look, I mean, and I'm not saying this obviously and trying to spin it in any way that it was a wrong thing to do or a right thing to do. Point is, is that ultimately at the end of the day, the kids got to play football, which is what they wanted. And everyone did stay safe. Um, I mean, your, your thoughts on the way that this disease can be spread through the game of football are really interesting to me. Can, can you kind of elaborate on, on what those may be? Cause there's so much hugging involved. There's a lot of hugging. And I think sometimes they kiss in those piles. I don't know. Like no one can prove to me otherwise that there's not a little, little you know, hugs and kisses to happen. There's definitely there's definitely some tickling in the piles, Mike. I don't know if those face masks kind of prevent that. Wait, do you wait? Kissing stuff. But the, I never even thought about that. Do you think that do people tickle each other to get the ball out? Oh yeah, you never know. You get a little little poke in the side of the ribs and stuff, like a little pinch oh. in the thing. Yeah, yeah. Screws over, takes them takes the star players right out of the game. When oh all my god! That's intense like four, that. <laughs> intense four play right there. Yeah. Why would you even try and strip the ball when you come right up to Tom Brady and give him the intercostals a little tickle, tickle? He'll go, <laughs> yeah, what? that's what they do. They get him down. You'll see, like, they'll tickle the leg or whatever. Yeah, sometimes it's fun like that. Whoa. But tickling, I play football. tickling, as far as we know, doesn't spread COVID. No, I don't think so. But then again, they change the rules every day. So who knows, right? Yeah. You don't You don't think that, that playing football in high school, playing high school football itself, the act of playing high school football is a driver of the coronavirus? No, not a driver at all. Uh, you know, I'm not a doctor, but I don't think anybody in that league uh, came down with the virus. So that's a check in the right box. And then the head of the NFL, like the main doctor for the NFL said, I think it was after eight weeks, they don't have any evidence of transmission on a football field between players. So, you know, it, it's interesting. I mean, it's, that's just an interesting data point. Like it really is. Yeah. The, uh, they, the, I assume the NFL guy has the data, the correct data. So I go, I would go with him. And if you think about it, you know, when the Ravens have coronavirus and they just played, say the Steelers and the Steelers don't have any, and then you have the Titans came down with it and they played the Vikings and the Vikings didn't have any, it kind of makes sense. They're getting it other ways for sure, but it's sure. not being passed along on the field. Well, that's reassuring as we head into playoffs. That's for sure. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. 
I, I can't believe we've made it this far in the professional football season. Um, I'm just, I like, I, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I'm shocked. Yeah. Well, money, money does the job, huh? Who's playing football <laughs> on, on Christmas? The saints are playing the Vikings. That's right. I knew it was the Vikings were involved. Remember when that used to sound like a good game? Yeah. Wait, didn't they? Mm. Didn't the Vikings and the play, and the Saints have a playoff game like a, a year or two ago? And the Vikings had the game won, and the Saints threw a long pass and no time left, and the guy missed the tackle and he ran in for a touchdown. It was like the oh no, it was against the Saints, so the Vikings scored the touchdown. It was a Minneapolis miracle. Do you remember that? The last play no. of the game two years ago. This was two years three, ago. Three years wow. ago. Three years ago. And two years ago was the Saints. I remember having a couple times when the Eagles put the Giants, but I don't really remember any other time. Yeah, the Minneapolis Miracle. There was no time left. They were down five. They threw the ball like 70 yards. All the Saints guy had to do was come up and tackle the guy with the ball, and he just dove and missed him. And the Vikings guy ran it in. Steph Diggs, I think, was the guy. See, the Saints games for me that stick out are the ones that got them eliminated from playoffs, and they were all poorly officiated. <laughs> yeah. Well, with and the... that's that on that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that'll be fun to watch on Christmas. That's for sure. I'm looking forward to, you know, that's what the holidays are about. Well, it's friends, allowed, family, and football. If we're allowed inside the house, we can watch the game, right? That's true. That's true. So, Mike, this navigate is navigate that. This is this is a whole thing. So, like half of Michael's family, who we're going to see in Connecticut, half of them are like, oh, like we trust that you guys have been safe. We feel like we've been safe. They probably haven't really been very safe, but um. But they they're like, come in, like make yourself at home. And we're like walking in very cautiously, trying not to touch anything or get too close to anybody. And then there's the other half of the family where we literally have to stand outside. Like they'll be like eating dinner inside and they like pass us plates through the window. Yeah. Like we're we're not allowed in the house, despite don't even breathe on the windows. Yeah. Yeah. Like like I would one thousand percent just take that personally. I think it has nothing to do with COVID. Well, that's and we do take it <laughs> yeah, personally. It might, it might be true. <laughs> I well, we do take it personally. We call ourselves permantined because they moved us into this little house here so that we could see them. And we figured yeah, we well, we figured it would be like two weeks without like, you know, going into each other's houses, contact, whatever. We figured two weeks. It has now been six and a half months, seven months, something like that. June, and six months, yeah. Yeah, and we have not been allowed in, in homes, um, with one exception. There was one exception one time. And then, you know, when they're not there, we'll, like, sneak in to do our laundry and whatever. But, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a very strange – I don't know what to expect as far as – like I have these outfits picked out. A lot of my boots are healed. Do I wear them? <sighs> the holidays are stressful, man. Not for me. I forget they happen. That's yeah, you true. don't even. You didn't even know Christmas was coming until we told you. Yeah, I, don't know how I was wondering. Why, I was wondering why I had the day off. <laughs> yes. I was like, I have all this time off. What's going on? And I was like, okay, I guess I'll just sit inside and you know. Yeah, pretty sure you week. asked i was like what is your schedule this week so we can record a podcast and you were like how's friday and i'm like no good no. <laughs> oh that's why you didn't respond <laughs> I, I, I offered 
offered Friday and you didn't say anything. I went, okay, whatever. <laughs> You're like, I'm free all day Friday. <laughs> yeah, I was curious. I was like, why? I mean, like, usually Friday is an easy day. <laughs> yeah, I know. Friday is usually my best day to do this, but uh, not this week. And then we, we've got New Year's next week. We got to figure out what we're, oh God, there's so much going on just wrapping up the year. You guys know that there's no end to my obsession with my fur baby, my little Joey girl, and how much I love to show her off to our neighborhood and to the social media community. It's so important to me that her inner poise is also exhibited on the outside. And for that, I always turn to Luna's Perfect Gifts. A female-owned, eco-friendly small business, Luna's Perfect Gifts has everything you need to outfit your dog to the nines. Their products are fashionable, comfortable, and sustainable, and our listeners get a special discount. Luna's Perfect Gifts is offering our squad 20% off your first order with the code WELCOME20. That's WELCOME20. Luna's Perfect Gifts has everything for every season. Cozy scarves for the winter, which Joey loves, festive bows and bandanas, and accessories for humans, too, including scrunchies, keychains, and headbands, so you and your pup can match. Because y'all know, I love things that match. Visit Luna's Perfect Gifts. That's L-U-N-A-S. P-A-W-F-E-C-T-G-I-F-T-S dot com and enter the code WELCOME20 to get 20% off perfect gifts for your favorite fur babies. But Mike, we're happy you're here and we thank you for joining us. Um, can, can we play a game? I love games. All right. Well, first there's the traditional, like, like this is kind of the precursor to the game. Um, you know that I have like a really soft space in my life for holiday music. And I usually wait until after Thanksgiving to start listening or on Thanksgiving really is my starting point. Um, but this year it came a little early and, and I'm, I'm not going to shame anyone like me who, who went a little bit early this year. We're all trying to find joy in our own ways. This is what we're doing now. Can I, can I interject on this? It's, yeah. uh, it's a bit much. It's a bit much. I love Christmas music. And even I'm like, Kata is out of control right now. I don't know where you got this. It's just, it's all the time. 24 seven Christmas that's, music. That's not true. That's yeah, so not true. Bit. In fact, yesterday, I remember I was cooking dinner and you literally said, why don't you put on your Christmas songs? Why don't, yeah. you, why don't you put on your Christmas songs? Right. And I was like, right. okay, fine. I'll put on a few Christmas songs. That's right. I had ulterior motives to that though. I wanted you to have, make a good dinner and uh, have fun while doing it. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, I hate cooking, but we're <laughs> making dinner tonight later. Um, look, I like the Christmas music. It's bringing me joy. It's bringing me some semblance of pleasure in this just bleak existence. And you do like Christmas music to an extent. We've had many a long talk in our drives to and from the city in the car about our favorite Christmas songs. And so I was wondering first, can you rattle those off for Mike? What are your favorite Christmas songs? All right, there's one, I mean, the number one song of all time is Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas <clears throat> Is You. I mean, that, that's the number one Christmas song. It's also the number one song of all time. So number one spot across the board, amazing. Best song ever. After that, I like the traditional ones. I like the, uh, the Last Christmas you know, I like the one with, um, I like the Wham. Is that Wham? Last Christmas? Is that the That's right Wham. Band? Is that the right That's band? Wham. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, the Paul McCartney, uh, Wonderful Christmas Time. That's a good one. Um, 
I always forget the Christmas age. You know, so you know the song where they go, "So this is Christmas." What have you done? Is that the that's Paul McCartney, right? No, that's that's John Lennon. That's Happy Christmas War. That is one, over. yeah, another year over, another yet to begin. Yeah, we have a one. friend, by the way, Mike. We have a friend who vehemently hates that song. He yeah. does not like, and it's funny too. He's actually a really nice guy and like well principled and like treat others the way you want to be treated, and just completely disagrees with everything that that song stands for. Yo, baby, please come home. Great Christmas song. Great song. Uh, eight, the uh, Jackson Five. I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. Oh, with the kids' commentary in the background. Awesome song. Um, then you got to have Feliz Navidad. That's your top seven right there. Top seven right there. Lock it up. Joey, what are yours? Since they, <laughs> she has to let us know. Well, the. I, I like how we just, we asked for five. You gave us seven. That's great. There's too many uh, to pick from. It's Christmas for Christ, God's sakes. Okay. Well, you're, you're on the right track. I like this game. Um, and this is where the game begins. So mm. <laughs> a little, a little background on, on Mike Brown. Mike Brown does this thing when we're in, in the car and a good song comes on that he loves. And he's like, I love this song. And then he starts to sing it. The difference here is that, Mike Brown loves a lot of songs and doesn't know the words to any of them. So it's not even like one of those things where he'll like sing the parts that he knows and then he'll stop singing. He just makes up his own words, like completely arbitrarily of what could possibly like, like they don't even make any sense within the context of the songs. I feel like that's what all good singers do. You just keep going when you forget the words. Yeah, I'll just start riffing or something. I don't know. <laughs> I'll just start going. Nah. Well, and that's I'll the say thing. Old words and riff on that, and then I'll get back on eventually. Well, Mike Rose, you and I, we we talked about this a little bit. You and I at least would make sounds that sound like what the like vowel sounds, right? Um, like that old theater trick, like watermelon, watermelon, watermelon. Like there's so many vowels in it yeah. that it kind of looks like you know what you're doing. Um, Mike, Mike Brown, it, they don't rhyme, but they are words. They're words, actually, that he puts in these songs. So I thought, now that we know your top seven Christmas songs, I picked five of them because you kind of blew right through them. Sure. Um, I've, I thought that we should should see how many words you know of these songs. Oh, for okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> why, don't, why don't we start? Should we start with Wham? Let's start with Wham. All right, Mike. Hang right. on, I've got to I've got to align my screens here so that I can see your face as you struggle because it's gonna be so funny. All right, uh, I'm gonna read you some lyrics. Yeah, and you're gonna complete the phrase. I totally know this song. Like I know every word in the song. Okay. Once bitten and twice shy, I keep my distance from that guy. No. <laughs> yeah. From that guy. No, no, no. But you no. still catch my eye. Catch. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, it does ring a bell. No, I got to I got to get the, the soundtracks going in my head here. Yeah, you got to you got to get in the vibe of the song. All right. That's um, good. All right. Uh, a face on a lover with a fire in his heart. A man undercover. He looks like he has to fart. <laughs> Well, I don't even know the song. You got to give me a little tunage or something. 
A face on a lover with a fire in his heart. Awesome. A man undercover, but you don't know where to start. And he goes, oh. <laughs> something like that. But you tore him apart. Oh, uh, yeah, tore him apart. Damn, dude, you suck. <laughs> uh, all right, let's let's change songs here. Yeah, we gotta sing it too. You gotta sing along. You gotta give me all the right. tune. I, I, yeah. All right. Yeah, I don't know the words. You can't just stay, say, say other words and expect me to fill in the blanks. This is Kata's fault. All right. I'm sorry. I, I failed you all at the game. I will do better on the next song. Okay. This song is Wonderful Christmas Time, remastered by Paul high. McCartney. The time is right. Okay. So Mike Ron is winning. Um, and this no, is he's, not supposed to be. He, he hasn't gotten anything wrong yet or right yet. Time. Okay. Here we go. You ready? Um, <laughs> The the party's uh, the party's on, the feelings here. We love this time. It's that time of year. It sounds like it was no, a high school it's, musical. It's close. It's close. It's close. It's close. It's some year. That only comes this, this time, time of year. Yeah, this time of year. All right. Uh, okay, <laughs> let's let's make this super easy. The choir of children sing their song. They practiced all year long. Isn't that the end of the song? No. Wait, there's another line after that? They practiced all year long. I'm conducting you. And then you go, jingle bells. <laughs> jingle. Wait, sit, sing it again and I'll don't pause it. Just keep going like it's in the middle of the song and I'll all get right. it. Uh, simply having a wonderful Christmas time. The choir of children sing their song. They practiced all year long. The mood is right. No. No. I'll give you a hint. It's a sound. The jingle bells. Did they ring the bells, right? And what what sound do bells make? Jingling, ding. I don't know. Jingling, ding, 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 dong, ding, ding. That's dong. it. There's no way you got that right. I gave that to you. I know. I want credit. I threw out the jingle bell thing like right away. No, but That's you gotta my... sing it. You gotta sing it. Well, I don't know how to. They sing, sing ding it. Dong. Ding dong. All right, we'll take half point on that one. We'll call that like a draw. No, no, you don't get any points on that one. Mike Brown's like, I get half a point for this one. Moving on. Mike, Mike Rose, be the referee here. He didn't get that right. Yeah, but he should get a point for the one that you didn't know. That's right. So I should at least there's a point. I did on not know it. I'm looking at lyrics and I was looking at the wrong lyrics. So that sounds like a lot. That sounds like a like a plus one. Just I, like I called the wrong play. I'm sorry. Okay, Doug Peterson, calm down. Yeah. All right. Better put Jalen Hurts in. He doesn't know the plays either. He's so handsome. Oh God. He really so is. Cute. He's a really good looking man. Isn't Wentz so the cute. ugliest quarterback in the NFL of the 32? Um, okay, don't talk about Justin Herbert like that, period, first off. Oh, Herbert. Yeah, Herbert's not very good looking. But he does have the hottest girlfriend. Who's his girlfriend? Riley Jean Kirk. Check her out on Instagram. Ridiculous. We we don't endorse people on Instagram on this podcast except for ourselves. Uh, you can um, check her out under another type of picture then thing. I don't know. Oh, my God. Um, let's move on. This is Happy Christmas War is Over by John Lennon. Oh, yeah. Let's just start from the beginning. And so this is Christmas. And what have you done? Another year over. 
a new one just begun. That's it. Got it. All right. You got one point. For I that's one. clean. That was good. That was an easy one though. You're one for like 30 so far. Um, I'll give you another one here. Um, we'll just keep going. And so this is Christmas. I hope you have fun. The near and the dear ones. The old ones and the young. Old and the young. The, all right, I'll give that to you. You stumbled there, but I'll give it to you. Uh, the right theme though, right? Um, let's go to the next verse. I feel like it's close. If it's close and you're singing along in the car, you're pretty much nailing it. And so, <laughs> and so happy Christmas for black and for white, for yellow and red ones. We have a good night. <laughs> oh, I, don't know, I stumbled on that one. <laughs> it's Christmas night. Let's stop all the fight. It's about yeah. war being over, Michael. War is over. I know. I know. That's that's house. when the song came out. Oh my god. Um. All right. Next song. It's <laughs> gonna be fun. Feliz Navidad. <laughs> Feliz Navidad. This is, this is Feliz Navidad. Close? <laughs> so close. It sounds exactly <laughs> like it. I, I bet if you played the song, you'd hear it. Wait, I want to see. Was, Wait, let's let's give you one more try God. here because I want to see if you say the same thing that you just said. <laughs> <laughs> Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Un bono sera in felicidad. Isn't that what it is? You just said a completely different thing than you said the first time. That's yeah, close. <laughs> it's prospero on yo e felicidad. Ah, prospero on yo. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, that's it. Uh, 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 I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. <laughs> I want to wish you a Merry Christmas from the bottom of my heart. Excellent. Excellent. Boom. There you Good go. Point. Racking them up. All right. This is the big guns. This is the last song. You ready? Always ready. First, let's, should we, Mike, should we play this, this song a little bit differently? Should we just see if he can recite all of the words to the song? And then when he messes up, we can I just, step in. What if you play a portion of it and then mm -hmm. pause it? Because we can get sued for that. Okay. I like the intention. Yeah, I do like the intention. But, Michael, from the very beginning yeah. of All I Want for Christmas is You, just give us, give us the words or sing us the song. We'll give you this. Do 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 My next words used to be to another bartender, big it's bomb time. And then we would go on into the song. What are the lyrics? Hey, geez, let's see. Um give me the first three words. I don't want. I don't want a lot for Christmas. There's only one thing I know. 
if that's on something on my mistletoe and then something she wants it under the tree and then it goes into the kids real fast after that i lose track of the words i, got, I need to i think i need to hear the music tell <laughs> clarify some of that stuff i don't want a lot for christmas there's just one thing i know uh, i just i don't want any presents under the mistletoe and uh, and then she goes into and then she all she wants for christmas is you that's no. and then they go into the fast port <laughs> i just want you for my own own yeah. more than you can ever know mm-hmm. uh, uh i just want you for my own more than you could ever know Hold on, my phone's gonna, my computer's about to die. Me, <laughs> this is, that's such a terrible exit strategy. <laughs> oh, wait, no, pause. Let me grab my charger. Oh my God. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad, Mike. All right, so the correct lyrics to the beginning precursor of All I Want for Christmas is You are I don't want a lot for Christmas. There is just one thing I need. I don't care about the presents underneath the Christmas tree. Yeah, I knew I knew all that. I could have did multiple yeah, but, choice. But you didn't, got it. you didn't know it. You didn't know it. Now, I will say in your second attempt, in your second attempt, you got close with one of the verses later in the song, which is, I won't ask for much this Christmas. I won't even wish for snow. And I'm just going to keep on waiting underneath the mistletoe. Exactly. We're not far off, but that's far later in the song. And that's partly why that song is the greatest song of all time, too. Just those lyrics right there. It's perfect. Um, I'll give you one more from this song. I don't need to hang my stocking there upon the fireplace. Santa Claus will make me happy. Uh, On the special Christmas day. No. 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 (laughs) <laughs> what is it with a toy on christmas day oh man something about Unless christmas it's a day, sex though. toy okay i doubt it it's a clean song come on you know i but i do have to say is is like santa like and i'm not i'm not shaming anyone there's no shame here is a santa fetish like an actual thing do we know of that being real because this whole Santa baby thing where she's like flirting with Santa. Mommy's kissing Santa Claus. You got Monica on friends. Like you think you can keep the suit for one other night? Like I'm, I am genuinely wondering. A hundred percent. And I'm going to tell you why I'll give you the proof, all the proof you need. There's a huge Santa fetish out there, both for men and women goes both ways on this one. Really? And my reasoning and proof is the biggest bar drinking day of the year. Santa Con. Everyone oh God! Santa, and they go out and try to score their own little Santa. That's how it goes. That's why. That's how you know. Is that actually like? I can't believe we've actually gotten this far in. Honestly, not just this podcast, but this year without talking about Santa Con not happening. I mean, there's not much to talk about. Didn't happen. There's a lot of lonely people out there who didn't get laid. Don't yeah. talk about me like that. I'm right yeah, here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Poor guy's right on the thing, it's right on the podcast. You could have done that when I when I wasn't here, you know. 
we take responsibility where where we take responsibility. <laughs> we take responsibility for our own sexual misfortunes on this show. <laughs> the thing is, like, I would love to be a hoe, but it's just like oh, I'm so tired. Or a ho ho ho. Bye. <laughs> what if I just clicked out? And I was like, bye. I'm canceled today. That's that's Kata and her dad jokes again. I'm sure she told you the other. <laughs> yeah, I know. One. I was so disappointed because I, I thought it was. I sent I, her the Muppets emoji where they boo everybody. I thought it was gonna be like like a, like a, a deadbeat dad kind of joke. So I was like, oh yeah, tell me. But then it was like something basic, and I was like, so the dad didn't leave, is what you're telling me? That's the biggest joke. <laughs> no. Sounds fantastical to me. That's all I'm trying to say. It's like a dumb joke that grew up. Mike, do you have any jokes? Either Mike. I have tons of jokes. Tell me a joke. Oh. Uh, I was just thinking about this the other day. I was trying to think of jokes to tell the kids. And um, I, was, I drew blanks. All right, hold on. Let me thank her. Mm-hmm. You know uh, what's a joke? Unbridled capitalism. There's the joke I like to t- tell Shane about the two tomatoes that are walking and the little baby tomato keeps falling behind and the dad keeps yelling at him to hurry up. That's not very nice. The, walk with the parents. Like he keeps falling behind. So finally the dad goes, goes back to where his little baby tomatoes and he steps on him and he tells him, ketchup. Yo. <laughs> it's actually a really good joke. Yeah, it is. It's so wait, but isn't that like homicide? <laughs> uh, yeah, technically, yeah. If you have walking tomatoes, though, you have other issues. Yeah, that's also true. I only have my whale joke. That's all I have other than this one dad joke I told everyone today. Yeah, that's a good one. Kind of. Don't tell it on this with the podcast. I'm not going to, I can't tell it on the podcast. People will be hitting fast forward. Yeah, people are going to be really upset. I think if people are committed to this podcast, it's either out of like guilt or like they're really high and it just kind of came up on like a, like a cue (laughs) and it's just playing in the background. Or they can't reach their phone to change it. Or or it's someone Mike dated and they're just waiting to hear their new asshole ripped. Oh, me? Oh, which Mike? We could go down. You, you. Yeah. I keep yeah. A lot of your exes listen to our podcast pretty regularly just yeah, to hear they you think, fucking roast them. They think I don't notice. <laughs> I think I don't notice that they watch because I keep telling them. I was like, oh, yeah, sometimes I talk about dating and stuff. They're like, oh, like about what? I'm like, no, nothing crazy. Don't worry about it. It's how you, you, get, have, it's how you get viewers. You've openly roasted many an ex on this podcast. And I'll do it again. We should get them all on here for like a group session one of these days. So Mike, you consider yourself Jewish, right? Me? Yeah. I mean, sure. Like you don't really practice, but like you are technically Jewish. If you wanted me to pick. Yeah. Okay. So I know that there are like a lot of cliche traditions Mm -hmm. that Jews partake in Mm -hmm. on Christmas like going to the movies, ordering Chinese food. Mm -hmm. These are all things that you have volunteered to me as things that you are considering doing for Christmas this year. Yeah. Where, what's the status on that? So I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna have an edible uh, the night before. And I'm probably gonna have the whole one. I usually only have a half so I could, it'll knock me out, but I'll be like, you know, 
I'll be like with it. So I'm gonna have a whole one. So I dream about rainbows or whatever. I'm going to wake up probably around 4 p.m. My dog Mm -hmm. is going to think I'm dead and have started eating me at that point. Um, Or that's a part of the trip, either way. Um, And then I'm going to order Chinese food. And then I'm going to stare at the ceiling while eating Chinese food, thinking about Catholicism, right? And then (laughs) I'm going to turn on the TV and play like probably HGTV in the background. Because here's the thing is that that's a great channel to not pay attention to. You're 100% right. We talked about this earlier this week on the podcast. 110% the best channel to just zone out to. But I've actually been getting more interested in this uh, Bon Appetit channel. Mm. And it's a cooking show, but everyone on it's not not a great host. So it's nice to have them in the background. Um, So what I mean by that is like, I'm actually going to do nothing. Well, okay, but you actually have homework. We're watching 12 Dates of Christmas. You haven't started yet. I've oh, noticed. right. But is it going to depress me? No, it's excellent. You're going to love it. You haven't started. We've, we've got a guest coming on in the next couple of weeks to talk, to recap that show, um, which is going to be really fun. I love really bad reality TV. Speaking of, Mike Brown, since we have you here, you watched a lot of this with me this season. The Bachelorette is over. Yeah, I don't know if I would say a lot. <clears throat> no. No, you watched a lot. It, like it, a lot more it, than you usually do. I, well, it's a small house. There's nowhere to go. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's, there's not a lot of options on. And I wasn't going to be able to get you off of it. So um, Tasha ends up with Zach. We know that they are still happy together today. What was your reaction? You picked, we were in a pool together. You picked Zach. You figured she would choose him. But who I did you like Zach on the show? I finished in second. I finished in second. I didn't even watch at least the first five episodes. And well, you missed all of Claire. Second. You missed all of Claire, which was good. Yeah, I didn't see any of Claire. Good. And then I missed the first four or five of the Tasha girl. And uh, but I was still kill- killing you guys in the pool, except for Tuan, who uh, was pretty good. Yeah, Tuan's really good at that stuff. So I feel like a girl. <clears throat> this is definitely going to be offensive to someone. I feel like one of the girls who joins my football pool and they just go willy nilly picking stuff and they finish always, you know, at the top or way ahead of me, let's say. I'm aggressively offended by this. I know football. I know the teams. I can name the players. I know the matchups and I still can't pick the games right. It's, it's crazy. And then someone could just jump in, not know anything about it, make picks based on the, where they'd rather have a vacation and, and win the pool. Well, I mean, there's also an element of beginner's luck. I was really impressed by this Bachelorette finale. Um, but the one issue that I had with the way that this ended... So, Mike Mike Rose, you know what happened, but you didn't... Who were the it. final two? I know who won. So, so here's what ended up happening. Mm-hmm. So, Ben came back, right? And Tasha was like... And he like professed his love. He's like, I would feel like an idiot if I didn't just tell you that I genuinely do love you. And Tasha was like, I don't know what to do with this. I guess come to the rose ceremony. Cause she was, she had two roses left to give out to meet her parents and proceed to the finale. And all that was left, she had sent Brendan home. So all that was left was Ivan and Zach. And so they were both going to get roses, but she threw a wrench in the machine and was like, fine, come to the rose ceremony. Let me think about this. And Ben was like, yeah, okay, cool. 
So they go to the rose ceremony. And then here's something that Tasha did that is kind of unorthodox, but she did it a lot this season. And I really appreciated it. At the rose ceremony, there's Ivan, Ben, and Zach. And before she gives out any roses, she takes Ivan to the side. And instead of humiliating him in the rose ceremony, she told him that he wasn't for her. And it was kind of confusing because they had spent a fan. So the fantasy suites went to Zach and Ivan and Ben didn't get a fantasy suite. So they definitely didn't bang. Why would you keep Ben if you're not going to bring him to the fantasy suite? Well, she didn't keep Ben. She eliminated Ben and he came back. You I didn't even know that was allowed. I thought it's once not. you get jacked out of there, you're done. You can't that's just like t- show up on the girl's doorstep and be like, yeah, I made a mistake or you made a mistake. That's like, that's some psycho stuff right there. That's it, it's like you're right. Exes. It's <laughs> it's literally all your exes. No, but it that that's what happened. And so she takes Ivan to the side. Now the fantasy suite apparently she had mentioned after the fantasy suite date with Ivan that they had talked about a lot of really deep stuff like politics and religion and whatever the fuck. But she gave Ivan the following reasoning for breaking up with him. She was like. I really like you. You're a wonderful guy. I just feel like our religious views are not aligned. Which was like kind of weird because we didn't get to see any of that conversation. So now everyone's sitting around online speculating about Ivan's religious preferences. I'm confused. We don't know. We know that Taish is really religious. She doesn't really talk about a lot, but she is really, really Christian. Um, which, and, and considering he's like an aeronautical scientist, some people are speculating that he's an atheist and that was like, no, that's not going to work for her, but it was a strange excuse to give particularly because she hasn't talked about God or her religion with any of the other contestants. So like by getting rid of him with that excuse, it would presume that she believes that the other two guys are both deeply religious souls and are deeply Christian souls um and to at least not an atheist yeah well we we don't know that we don't know what the deal is with that i it kind of felt to me like she was giving him a reason just to have a reason to break up with him that wasn't just like oh you're a great guy like hit it and quit it like it felt like she was just giving him a reason but she has also not had any problems in the past with telling a guy like look this just isn't for me so I don't really know what the deal is with that. So she sends Ivan home. Ben and Zach stick around. And they both meet Tasha's parents. It was clear. Both of them did a really great job. And the family liked both of them. But they liked Zach more, for sure. And once again, instead of allowing Ben to humiliate himself and propose to her, she ended up she figured out it was Zach and she ended up going to Ben's hotel room and breaking it off with him. So Zach now is getting ready to propose. He thinks that Ben is proposing too. He doesn't know that Ben is gone. And that made it super emotional because the lead up to the proposal, like Tasha's like, I don't know if I'm ready for this, blah, blah, blah. The drama was basically, Zach thought it was, is she gonna pick me over Ben? For Tasha, it was, am I going to pick him or pick no one? It was really intense, but it was one of the most beautiful proposals I have ever seen in my entire life. They are so in love. I had one moment 
where I was like, you're a fucking bitch because she's like going off and blah, blah, blah about like their relationship. And then she's like, and, but I know I told you that I love you, but, and there's this like long silence. And then she's like, it's more than that. We're like, Tasha, why would you fucking do this to this guy? It was awful. Anyway, so that's your bachelorette recap. She chooses Zach. They're still together. They're very happy. They're living by coastally, apparently, because she's still in Orange County. He's in New York. He lives, by the way, Mike, Zach lives like five blocks away from our apartment. Oh, from you? Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. He's Upper West Side. He said Upper West Side, right by the park. And they asked like, oh, Columbus Circle. And he's like about like 20 blocks up from Columbus Circle. Ah, good. We could stalk him out and we could talk to Tasha. You just want to talk to Tasha. Shoot your shot. Shooter's got to shoot. That's just all I'm going to say. Pew, 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 you know, pew. That was May so not be sexual. you. Yeah, with anything, with a good weapon. <laughs> hey, I got it. All right. I got a joke for you, too. <gasps> okay. All right. So what did the right eye say to the left eye? Hey, buddy, between us, something smells. Oh, I get it. I was now like, that, the butt is not in between the two that's eyes. That's some quality. Mike. That's some quality joke right there. All right. I like how if you were thinking about things that smell, Mike, you were like, butts. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, I don't understand. That's all the way over there. Why would they talk about that? They're in different <laughs> departments. And then I thought about it more. <laughs> different departments in the store. This has yeah. been real. This has been real, guys. Um, thanks so much for joining us, Mike Brown. You're welcome. Uh, this is my pleasure, my annual guilty pleasure to jump on and just spew nonsense and not know any of the trivia you give me. I just like it's funny. It's we, when we were talking about putting together this episode, because typically Mike and I do this episode, Mike, Mike Brown and I do this episode by ourselves in his parents basement over Christmas. That's true. Yep. And it's it's been that way for the past two years because Andrew finds himself pretty occupied on the holidays. I was going to call him and ask him to come on, but I texted him earlier to tell him the joke and he didn't text me back. So, um, sorry, but, uh, but yeah, I figured even though we've got Mike Rose, we've got new family in the house. We should keep the tradition alive because the holidays are all about traditions. Um, you guys, we hope you're staying safe and healthy and happy despite everything. We've only got, I, Again, we've only got one more week left of this horrible year. Not that things are going to get better as soon as the clock strikes midnight in 2021 happens. Um, they're not. They're not. That's the reality. Um, but, but it's symbolic. Can, it's symbolic. We can make things better by by doing our part, staying at home and um, staying distanced and just, just putting up with it a little bit longer. You guys, it's crazy. I was talking to my cousin last night after The Bachelorette. She's a NICU nurse. She deals with babies. She's getting the vaccine on Friday. Mike's sister is getting the vaccine on Monday. Like this is all starting to get really real. And, um, and it's, it's that little glimmer of hope in, in the darkness that is right now that maybe, maybe at some point this can be over soon. So if you have the opportunity to get vaccinated, please get vaccinated. Please just get vaccinated. Please, please. Please, 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 please get vaccinated. We try not to get political on this show, but that never works. Get vaccinated. When, Don't when be I a dick. Yeah. <laughs> we ever got I was like, wait, what? Um, also, speaking of which, uh, Georgia uh, runoff next week-ish, week and a half. Week and a half. Yeah, it's coming up. Show up. You've only, you've only got a little bit more time. 
Um, go out, do your part and vote if you live in Georgia, please. Um, one last plug, um, so as we are ending the UFR fantasy football season in the finals, it's me and to Anne. Yeah. I beat your ass this week, Mike Rose. I'm pretty sure um, anyone would have beat my ass this week with a whopping 80 points. Crazy, wow. Yeah. 80 points. 80 points. He did horribly. 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 Like a couple of my early weeks. Yeah, no, my team tanked. Uh, I was doing so well at the beginning and my team blew up, but I'm happy that at least one of us is in the, fi the final. And it's against Tuan, who is like amazing. Um, she, she's, it's so funny. I just remember that it was not, it was not long ago when I was teaching her how to set her lineup. She'd never played fantasy football before. So I'll, I'll honestly be happy that if she wins, but, um, just a quick shout. Um, we are doing this year's league for charity. Um, Mike, you want to tell us a little bit about the charity that we are playing fantasy football for? Yes, it is. I almost called it Rainbow Road for some reason, but it's Dream Yard. For some reason, I think Dream Yard, a really fantastic arts organization that uh, brings together arts resources and opportunity for kids in the Bronx. Uh, we're going to be uh, donating to them uh, in honor of uh, our league, as well as getting a special little guest from uh, the organization on here to have a little talk about it. Yeah, it's going to be, it's it's awesome. They do great work. I do understand DreamYard does sound like it could be a Mario Kart course. Yeah, that's what happened. Um, it is what happened. So uh, please consider uh, this holiday season, even if you're doing it as a gift in someone else's name, please consider a donation to DreamYard. They do amazing work for youth in the Bronx. And um, that's it on that. Uh, if you haven't already, please follow us on our social media. Our handle is at UFR Vodcast. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram there. Um, it's really fun. Mike tends to go rogue on the Twitter a lot and have breakdowns. And I really enjoy those when I don't want to fire him for what he posts. <laughs> and, and we've got some great social assets and stuff. So you can see past interviews that we've done and scroll through. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to us, um, wherever you listen to podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher, Google, Spotify. I got to tell you guys, I'm feeling really left out. Um, Mike Brown, you would know nothing about this, but this pudding.cool website has been trending today where they are basically doing the Spotify year in review, but like in a really rude way where they analyze like how basic and stupid you are. And I actually don't use Spotify. I don't, I don't even use Apple music. I still buy my songs on iTunes when I want to listen to something. Um, and I feel really left out of this trend, but I also don't really want to pay for Spotify. Even though they host this podcast, we are sorry, Spotify. If you can show us how cool you are, maybe I will. But I'm, I just, I'm kind of a traditionalist with that kind of a thing. Some of these reviews are really amazing though. So I might consider just getting it for like a week and letting it analyze my music choices. Though I mostly listen to podcasts these days. Anyways, subscribe, rate, review. You know um, how to do that, hopefully, if you like what, what you're hearing. And if you have any qualms, quails if you have issues or questions or advice or there's someone that you want on this podcast who we haven't had you can shoot us an email our email is hello ufr at gmail.com that is hello ufr at gmail.com uh thanks for joining us mike brown thank you for having me 
<clears throat> it was my pleasure. It was a lot of fun. And uh, wow. Merry Christmas to everybody out there. Happy New Year. And 2021 will definitely be better. <laughs> yeah. All right. From from your mouth to everyone else's asses. Um, <laughs> uh, Mike Rose, get some sleep. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Love you guys. Take Good care. Night. Happy holidays. <laughs> <laughs>